Hey yo, Johnny Dumas here, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, and welcome to Team Engineered. If you're looking to lead a team of engineers or engineer your team for greatness, tune in now with your podcast hosts, Jade Green and Kyle Probert, and be prepared to ignite. Good afternoon, everybody, and hello, Jade. How are you on this wonderful day? I am not bouncing. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, of course, we were just talking about the BOSU ball and um, bloopers, but that's a story for a totally other time. (laughs) It is, we are recording on a Friday. It's, um, you know, it's been a bit of a rainy, miserable week here, but I have got in the surf, which has been good. I I did not. It's not so fabulous out there right now. (laughs) Um, I did go for a swim, though. I took the board to the beach, like you said, right? Took the board to the beach, had the wetsuit on, and looked at it. Went, that is just not worth rushing. Uh, so we went for a quick swim instead. Perfect. And it's about setting the intention, and it's stuff that we talk about all the time. It's having the intention to, you know, rather than just, oh, I might do it, I might not. Uh, just go with the idea. I'm going to do it no matter what. So yeah. I reckon that's amazing. I do the same thing here. I, I walk up if I'm going to go and look at the surf. I go ready to get in the water so that I don't procrastinate on it yeah i think i think for me i've got to i've got to make sure that if i'm deciding i'm going to potentially go for a surface get up put wetsuit on go outside don't look just go (laughs) just go just just go so as as we roll into today's topic i'm not sure that just go is the right advice to give everybody but Let's go with, we're going to talk about the mass resignation and the great resignation that's going on around the world, which is a really big topic for anyone that has either a team or if you're an employer and a business owner, this is something that might actually be keeping you awake at night. Mm, 100%. It's really interesting because I, as I said to you earlier, I was talking to um, our PR agent about this this morning in the US, but then I also did a speaking gig um, to Canada and US tradies. Um, this morning and they are really feeling the pinch of the mass resignation so they were the PR was asking for comment on it and these guys were like oh my god what do we do help (laughs) help why is this happening why is this happening why is this happening and so the forecast for Australia is that we're going to start to see this through in March through to April and that's where our our sort of wild for shit to get down under yeah, you know, it's a long way to travel here from, from Canada or, or America. So for, for Australia, you know, we've got an opportunity to get on the front foot, but I think your question is the perfect question to ask is why is this happening? What's actually happening at the moment? And why is it a worldwide phenomenon? Yes, it's almost <laughs> like a pandemic. It's almost like a pandemic. And it is actually tied to somewhat the pandemic that we have been dealing with. Um, the I read today, and this is what I found really, really interesting, is that it's all about fatigue. So it, it's this everyone's feeling fatigue just because we've been in this constant state of change. Now, for you and I, I know that we're both quite happy to roll with the punches and live in a world of chaos. But for most people in the world, this is not how they like to live. And it really takes away that safety in, you know, the feeling of safety in their in everything you know not just home work it's everything so that's the big part of it is that it's a fatigue yeah this is i think you guys have heard me talk about vuca before and i i first learned about vuca because it became a value to 
help reduce the VUCA of their clients and their team for our amazing client, Melanie from Indigo Finance. And so she's like, how do you not know this? And I'm like, how do I not know about this? But since hearing it, the reticular activated system has been going crazy in my brain. And the reason, one of the key reasons for the, for the uh, pandemic fatigue is because of the VUCA. So VUCA is volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity, right? And th- when we've got those things firing, it causes a whole lot of anxiety because we there's, there's so much uncertainty, like there's so much volatility and people, most people can't, most people don't thrive under it, right? It's only us weirdos that kind of, <laughs> and, and it, although we may feel like we're thriving, there is a level of burnout going on that yes. and cognitive oh. load. And we don't actually perform like we may we may be able to step up and perform better than most. And it is Kyle and I's personality trait, like actually our profile to be able to lead out of chaos. That's one of the core strengths of a star creator is to be able to lead out of chaos and to be able to deal with this stuff when other people can't. We, we look like we're swanning along. We like, <laughs> like under here. Right. The, the truth is it's a fucking lie. Yeah. <laughs> the legs are going we crazy. What is better? And, right, and I I was talking about just before we we kicked off on the recording that you know even yesterday I had to turn everything off because I just had a frigging gut full of staring at screens and and that that's where we're coming from at the moment is you know where everyone's sick of staring at screens and you know working remotely and you know am I going to have a job tomorrow and all of these sorts of things and and it, I can say of yesterday I just had to turn everything off just mm. you know, just go leave me alone. <laughs> and so while, as you said, you know, we're, we're sitting there swimming along quite nicely on top. We do have our moments where we've got to switch off, even though we might um, thrive on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different personality types that thrive on it, but you've got to think about, there's a huge risk of burnout for those people. Um, so don't, don't feel like if you're not like you're looking at other people and they look like they're all good, don't compare yourself. There is different types of personalities. Different people thrive on things and you never know what else is going on below the surface. Um, but what you were saying there about the like people being fatigued by this, right? It, it's, it's exhausting when you're constantly thinking, do I need to go this way? Do I need to go that way? Yep. Do I need to pivot? What's happening next? Like that's, it just really works on your uh, adrenal fatigue and your, your cognitive load. Like- yep. It's a legit thing. And I don't know if enough businesses, team like businesses in terms of big businesses filtering down to their team leaders or business owners have been really paying enough attention to or recognizing the fatigue that happens mm. um, and, and, and um, giving way to it and thinking about how do you support your humans through this? Yeah. And we, I guess we, we've got to kind of remember that, you know, out, outside of this crazy world that we're living in at the moment, it's, it's okay to have your home life in a, in a state of chaos, but not work or your, you know, your social world being in a state of chaos, but everything else is stable. But when we take everything, you know, like works in a state of chaos, homes in a state of chaos, our social groups in a state of chaos, just purely because we can't get to them. So now we've got, you know, three times that cognitive load that, mm. you know, for, for all of our team members, they, they don't know why they're feeling the way they're feeling. They don't realise what's going on. Mm. And as a team leader or a, or a business owner, we need to think about that and, and really 
cushion the blow for them. Yeah, 100%. And what comes to mind there as well is like most people used to go to work, right? You'd leave the home and go to work. So the chaos, you just leave the chaos for now and you can come back later. (laughs) And we have spoken about this, the third space. Yeah. The third space. So that was another story some other time, but yeah, that third space of, of the gap in between work and home or anywhere else. But not having to work within that space, especially with what's been going on, like even just sharing with another partner, like could you imagine having to try and work next to me all freaking day? No one could do it. <laughs> like when I used to have my, when I had my recruitment firm, they my team wanted me to have a, a petition so that my voice didn't go there when I was when I first was running the teams. They deliberately used to put me in a corner, facing out to the sales floor, because they were like nobody else will be scared to make cold calls because all everyone hears is you. So they know that nobody else is listening to them. So I was I was the leader in terms of I'll just be out here booming and no one else will pay attention to you. So lead the charge. Then it became <laughs> wait. You're fucking loud. Face the wall. Uh, and then eventually it was like, can you get an office? <laughs> right? A silent so can you room. imagine those, a silent room? Um, if, if working in a space with a confined space or if you've got little mini humans running around making noise or, you know, there's just chaos around you because I was talking yesterday about um, – even clearing your desk. So my team used to know that if, if they came into the office and everything was off my desk, shit's getting real today, <laughs> right? The, the, like I needed to literally clear the space because if my cognitive load was so much, if there was so much stuff on my desk, my brain is processing all of the things. And so it's taking up cognitive load. The other thing is we know all things are energy, right? Energy is energy. So this box, is energy clutter on my desk is energy five empty water cups or coffee cups is is dead energy right and so all of these things can create heavy spaces so you do need to clear the decks and this is why you see a lot of people go into crazy cleaning mode when they're feeling in chaos because it's the thing they can control so that's one thing with OCD, it's the thing they can control, but it's actually, there's actually science because of your brain trying to sort and shift what's relevant in your field of view and because of the energy resonance. So that might've been easy for a lot of us at work. We can keep our work session clean. We can control our environment. But if we've been thrust into working somewhere that we're not used to working, we don't have full control. There's all this other stuff going on like that can make unrest for us. Yeah. Now we're trying to deal with not only someone else in the room, but we've got kids that are trying to homeschool. And so that they're needing attention and, you know, mm. it, it's, it just adds on top and layers and layers and layers. Yeah. So we, I know we kind of got a little off topic <laughs> to the mass resignation, but I think that I, there's a couple of things I want to, I'm going to play devil's advocate on you, Kyle, because when I was talking to PR this morning, you've said like this, the science is around the, um, you know, the, the fatigue and, and that side of stuff. But my side of things comes in when we think of um, psychological psychological safety and psychological safety, you need psychological safety or security, so human need, to be able to be vulnerable um, in an environment, but, but also 
to um, to have creativity and it's what makes us make our judgments, right? So the thing is with everything that's been going on, there were people used to be so fucking scared of change, so scared of change. I don't know what it would be like to not wear my suit every day. I don't know who I am if I don't go here and do this thing every day. I don't know what it'd be like to, like, I'm scared that if I change jobs, I wouldn't make as much money. Or I don't know if I can manage myself, motivate myself. I don't know what it'd be like to be disconnected, right? So all of those things that we used to be fearful of that used to affect our psychological safety and security, well, the world showed us that we could survive still. (laughs) We can survive without an office. We can survive. And we started seeing a lot of other people around us that may have gone through severe hardship, like fuck, lost their job, lost everything, bounce back. And then we start, they've started to see, wait, oh my God. And their life is actually better than it used to be. (laughs) And they were able to work online or I was able to, like some people found the opposite to you in terms of I'm overworking at a screen. Some people realized, oh, wait, I could just sell shit online. They might think that (laughs) they may, but do you know what I mean? Um, So because of this, what they used to be so scared of and the psychological safety and security that they used to have from work got dissipated now, right? The the barrier to entry has got lowered. The risk mitigation doesn't need to be there because they can see that there is hope or they've had everything fucking ripped out from them and everything's changed and all the things they were scared of, they've just lived through anyway. So the thought process of trying something new is far more available to them now and way less scary. (laughs) hopefully less scary (laughs) you don't want everyone to leave us either right but you've you've kind of got your team a bit wrong if they're more scared of the team than change (laughs) (laughs) nobody needs to do some work but do you know what i mean the the where people would stay in a job because that it was safe and like you know better the devil you know then now the problem with the mass resignation is they've met the devil and stared it in the face. Yep. And so now it's like, well, what have I got to lose? Mm. Right? Like yeah. I lost everything or I've already been through this. Or I, I survived that. I can probably survive. It's worth a crack. So and it's a, it's a reassessment of what's important in the workplace, in the home life, in the work life balance, in flexibility, you know, in absolutely everything, you know, um, flexibility doesn't actually rank on the list of needs now. It's actually just a given that flexibility is going to exist. Yeah. Well, that comes under the human need of variety, right? We always wanted mm-hmm. variety, but we used to get it elsewhere. Yep. The flexibility, I think, is tied to that. And the thing is, right, the, the, we got used, some people don't want to admit it. Some people don't want to admit the, that they actually, we, I actually had this from one of our team members the other day. They were scared about what it means to go back to normal life. They're like, I don't know if I want yeah. to go back to normal because. I don't know if I really want to do that. I don't that. want to, like it, the time that I haven't had to commute and I've got to connect with my family has been great. Like yeah. not saying I don't, <laughs> they said, it's not that I don't love the team. It's just that it's made it so much easier on my on my tribe to be able to be there in the mornings or to be able to do this in the afternoons and be present just because I'm not commuting. 
So like people are scared to talk about that. And that's why we really do need to look at as leaders, how we can have open conversations and create these safe containers where we can say, do you know what? It's like, let's talk about what, what was good about the pandemic and working differently. And let's talk about what was bad and let's look at what we can do to build a better way forward for you individually, for us as a business as well. Mm. Because honestly, if people think that we're going back to the way we used to work, they're fucking crazy. <laughs> crazy. It's definitely not going to be the way. And so it's probably it's probably wise to pause for a sec and talk about as the as that team leader, as that business owner, as that manager, to understand that this is a bigger picture. This isn't this isn't necessarily tied to your business or your culture. You know, this is this is a much bigger pandemic <laughs> issue that's going on. And so I guess the don't beat yourself up too much if you're working hard and doing the best you can and still finding that you've got attrition happening because Actually, this is a much bigger problem. Uh... I just need to slap myself. I need to, as soon as we get off this, I'm going to message one of my clients. They've had a bit of attrition and beating yourself up because my God, they do everything right. Like really try like really, really good. And it's like fucking disheartening what's happening. And it really, it really does. It's not about her and it's not about them. It is about, what did you say? Well, it was like a kind of like a pandemic, isn't it? Um, but it's it a recognised phenomenon. It's a phenomenon. So, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're going back to '90s rap now. Yeah. Um, but it, so it's actually rec- so the World Health Organization has actually um, recognised workplace burnout. So this this you know as a phenomenon, it's something that's happening. It, it's a health issue. It's not just a mm. um, oh yeah, they're lazy shits that are looking for something easier. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, there is two things. Like you need to be totally honest with yourself. And look at your culture and see, are you providing something that makes people want to stay with you and not resign? Are you helping them on the whole human level? And if you go, you know what, I'm doing, I'm giving it a red hot crack and I'm doing pretty good. Be honest with yourself and say, well, that I am doing good and realize that it's not, you're so vain. It's not always about you. Um, <laughs> oh, we are rooted in the woo, 90s. At the we're right back in there. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, by starting to have open, honest, transparent conversations where people are able to be raw and vulnerable, you can walk through a situation and they may realize that that's not like resigning may not be the solution. It might just be that they're too scared to talk to you about what they really need. And the other thing is a lot of people don't know what they don't know. A lot of people don't have as much self-awareness as what we do as leaders. And they just feel all this shit going on and they may not have anyone to talk to about it and like we've had with the guys jumping on our monday motivation and our friday feedback sessions the private messages i've been getting from them is like oh shit i just didn't (laughs) i just didn't realize that they because they're they're caught up in all this they're feeling all this they've got all this shit coming in and they've not had someone for my for my super butcher boys they haven't had anyone unpack that for them they're like they're they're like oh my god i'm packing and i'm boxing and they're like (laughs) they're gonna give me a box for christmas um a box of boxes a box of boxes 
So you open the box and another one's inside? And another one and another one? <laughs> it's like, it's going to be like the, uh, like the dolls. Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? They haven't had someone to unpack that for them and help mm. them through it. And like we know, like those that are a little bit further along our journey might journal. They might, we might ask the questions, but most people have never been taught or given that gift of how to do that. So why really it's important. Sorry? And why it's important. Why, and what, why it's important. Yeah. Know, it, it's, it's not just about love stories of a teenage girl. <laughs> You've been reading my journal again. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like if, if I, if I sort of go to the, the blokey blokes, that's, the, that's the image, isn't it? When you hear, mm. oh, you journal. Oh yeah. So you're writing your love stories about, you know, when you're a teenage girl and, you know, yeah. but Billy Bob looked at me today and, batted his eyelids and and I went weak at the knees <laughs> and it's not about that it's about mm. taking um all, all of this stuff that's going on and um you know for me the way I describe it is when I write it down I can then put it to bed I can forget about it so it's even um, I'm calling it the cognitive unload list now so yeah. we know what to do list but journaling can be <laughs> cognitive unload I like to call it a word vomit Blech. <laughs> yeah and so what i find is that you know you, you get that you get those things that are going around and around and around you know it's the, it's the um you, you're hearing the same thing in a loop and you're in in this loop and for me what i find is that if i can just put it on a bit of paper or in the digital paper these days um it then goes away yeah. the brain's not trying to re bring it back to life we're not trying to look at it again it's gone so we can actually get rid of it so um you know all urge, I, urge. I, I, yeah it's a good way to just get it out out of the mind so now wanted to just drift back a little bit as our team might not necessarily understand what's going on and yeah the mass resignation is about reevaluating what's important so as a team leader we need to think about how how we we molding our culture don't change it don't cut it off just because it's you know we've got to mold it we've just Thank got you, to Jack. we've just got to shift what's going on and make sure that we're still holding our virtues to to account mm. but the really important thing is that we understand that our team might be looking at this and going well fuck it i'm just going to change and not realizing that that change isn't necessarily going to bring them what they need or want but also that that change might be in-house yeah and sometimes the reason why they're seeking the change is they just they're just so bent up that they feel like that's the one thing they can control. Yeah. Right. I can make this choice. And so they're seeking that control and they, again, they may not, they may not realize it. So just honestly, I think the, the best thing you can do with all of your humans, and I literally gave this advice to someone this morning is like, Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. When's the last time you had a beer with that person? Ooh, beer. <laughs> beer. Oh yes. Cheers. Yes, I mean it's going it's going hot. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Oh god, it is hot. Um mine's not so mine's good. Is... That's because your fridge isn't working. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> anyway, so, back to it. You were talking about this this morning. I said that, yeah, when's the last time you had a beer with them? When's the last time you had him for coffee with them? I said, What's what's his wife's name? Does he have a girlfriend? What about kids? Yep. What, what are their dreams? Like, what are they working towards in their life? What's important to them? And he's like, uh, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. 
And it was really funny because I asked people earlier on in the call, like, um, well, what, what was one of the issues with the team? And someone said, not enough cold beer. I said, see, cold beer was the answer. <laughs> right? I so, like it. Beer is the answer. Beer is the answer. <laughs> I think but that's the mic drop moment there is the beer is the answer. How, how <laughs> mass resignation? Beer. Beer. <laughs> but, but really, you do need, you need to sit down and get to know your people. Understand what's going on for them. What is the chaos? What are they seeking? How can, like, what do they need to help them be able to feel safe, secure? Because when they feel safe and secure, that's the number one, that's the number one human need that we need them to have to be able to stay, to be able to show up and perform for us. Yep. So it may even be a selfish thing for you. Fix that. You fix your team <laughs> and you keep them. So connect. That's, that's my beer. That's it. That's it. Throw it out there. So yep. that's for today, everyone. We are talking about the great resignation. If you are overseas in Canada or America or some of these other places, it's already hit you. So you are on the back foot. If you're in Australia, you've got the opportunity now to actually get on the front foot with it all and know that it's coming. So don't just bury your head in the sand. Important things to take from our story today is that one, it's not necessarily your fault. So don't beat yourself up if you're going through a period of attrition because of this, everyone's going through it at the moment. As Jade just said, the most important way to battle this, and I'm gonna say battle, is to connect with your team and communicate with your team give them that safety so that they can talk to you about what's going on and, you know, maybe find that common ground, that middle ground where you can get back on track and keep your staff because they are definitely the most amazing part of your team and beer. Always. Beer is the way to solve it. Start a conversation with some beer or tea or wine or anything else. No, there's else, a non-alcoholic beer. You can have non-alcoholic beer. Absolutely. So whatever it's, it is. So and When we say beer, guys, it's because the if you think about it, when you sit down to have a beer, you're usually are more open to share. So grab a non-alcoholic if you're like one of those people. <laughs> Amazing. So that's it. That's a great resignation. We have heaps more to talk about in keeping your team in place. So definitely tune into the next ones. Um, and Wherever you're listening, hit the subscribe button. Wait, I think the next one's why they should put their pants back on. Give them a reason to put their pants back on. That's it. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, guys. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Team Engineered podcast. Are you ready to build a kick-ass team, weaponize your workforce, and live an epic life? If so, connect with us at www.teamengineered.com. And while you're at it, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.